0: Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Amen. Thank you. Isn't God great? No matter what's going on, He's aware of it. And we're going to see that this morning in our message. But before we do, we want to make an announcement. On prayer meetings on Wednesday night, we're going to change around a little bit. We're going to have Bible study for about 15, 20 minutes at the most. We're going to spend the rest of the time praying. I've talked to the chairman of the deacons to be getting people that will pray. He knows you better than I do. And we're going to be praying for different subjects. Uh, for our church, for our sick, for our schools, for our country, for our Congress, our president, different things. Now we won't be able to get all of these in in one night, but we're going to be praying on Wednesday night. We need to get back to prayer. God hears and answers prayer. And we're going to start doing that. And I'd like to see this many here on Wednesday night praying. And I believe if we could, and if you would, God would begin to work in this church as he's never worked before. We need to be praying for different things, especially as Eric has already said, your pulpit committee. There's a man out there somewhere that God has for this church. And we need to be praying That God's going to speak to him, speak to this committee, and speak to this church. And when we do that, I believe with all of my heart, God's going to keep his part. He's going to do his part. But we need to do ours. So I, well, I'm going to put it this way. I expect to see you Wednesday night. Here praying. Nothing more important than prayer and preaching the word of God. We run out of anything to pray you pray for me that i'll listen to god on sunday morning as i stand here before you sometimes it's a struggle but i know who's in charge and i know who's helped me over the years and brother james does too who has helped over the years when you struggle i told you one time before I have come to the pulpit not knowing one word to say, but God speaks, and he has done that for me, from the pulpit, study all week, two weeks, three weeks, but nothing. Folks, we need to pray, and I'm admonishing you, as your interim pastor, to be here to pray on Wednesday night. If you'll turn in your Bibles, please, to Genesis chapter 22. We want to be speaking this morning on the proof of your faith. Can you prove your faith by your actions, by what you say, by what you do? Can you prove your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Can people see your faith? in the Lord Jesus Christ. But as we look at our scripture this morning, Abraham proved his faith before the Lord God Almighty. We're going to be reading the first 19 verses of Genesis chapter 22. And as we read, open your heart, your mind, your soul, as the Lord speaks to you, and let it settle in, so that it will make a difference in your heart. The Bible says and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him Abraham and he said behold here am I and he said take now thy son thine only son Isaac whom thou lovest and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I tell thee will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I will... And I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. What does that tell you right there? Faith. Abraham, go offer your son. But Abraham said, myself and my son will come back to you. Now, God's already told him to offer him as a sacrifice. Now, that's faith. And Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son, and took the fire in his hand and the knife. And they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son, and his head. Behold the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together, and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his son and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou any thing unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God. Seeing thou hast not withheld thy son... And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate his enemies and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned unto his young men and they rose up and went together to Beersheba and Abraham dwelt in Beersheba. Father these are your words now speak to our hearts touch us in a special way this morning in Jesus name we pray. Amen. At 10.30 a.m. May 29, 1953, Sir Edmund Hillary achieved fame. And you probably know what that was. He placed the British flag atop Mount Everest. It was a climax of many long months of planning. He had to choose the right men who knew what they were doing. He had to have the right equipment that would work in sub-freezing temperatures. He had to go through many hours of training. He had to get used to the cold. There was stockpiling of supplies, but as they began to go, they clawed their way upward through the cold, the snow, the walls of ice, the elements, the lack of oxygen. Strength almost gone, one last ridge, and they were there on top of the world. He stood where no man had stood before. So is the case in Genesis 22. Another mountain raises its head, Moriah. Two people climbing far steeper, far more costly than what Sir Edmund Hillary did. But they stood there. One with the highest surrender, the other with a sacrifice greater than anything that they had ever seen. Or possible. First thing we see is a test for preparation. Verses one and two, God called Abraham. Abraham, I want you to take your son, the one and only son. Of course, we know Abraham had another son through Hagar. But Isaac, was the one and only son I want you to take him I want you to go to Mount Moriah or as the Bible says a mount in which I will show you and that was Moriah in the New Testament it's Calvary God is going to perform a work in Abraham's life even though Abraham was a man of faith. And as God began to speak to him, we don't see where Abraham offered any resistance. But what would we have done? When I read this, I thought about our two boys. Could I have done that? Could we have done that? If God would have said, I want you to go offer Aaron. I want you to go offer Matthew as a sacrifice. Where would we have been? Where would you have been? What faith would you have shown? Would you have obeyed God as Abraham did? Would you have offered resistance? Would you have said, well, God, is there not another way? You mean you want me to offer them as a sacrifice just so your will will be done? Isn't that sort of cruel? God never said a word. Abraham didn't say a word either. Abraham obeyed. That is faith. Yes, God tested Abraham. Abraham. But it did not come out of the blue. God wanted to know where Abraham stood. Just as he wants to know where we stand today. In our faith and in our relationship to God Almighty. The one who loves us. The one who cares for us. Yes, just like Abraham, the one who provided a different sacrifice. Wasn't Isaac, but it was that little lamb. But on Calvary, it was God's son. Would we have been as faithful and as willing to obey as Abraham did? Oh, Maybe God wanted to show off his man. Now, I don't know whether God does that or not, but that just popped in my mind. Maybe God wanted to show off his man to show us what faith really is. To show us what faith and believing in God Almighty can really do for a person or a church who will be willing to do exactly what God Asked them to do. Oh. Over and above the demand for Isaac. Was the ultimate demand for Jesus. The Bible tells us in Psalm 69 verse 4. They that hated me without a cause. Are more than the hairs of mine head. Speaking of Jesus Christ. Psalm 22 1. My God my God. Why hast thou forsaken me. Jesus said that on the cross. Isaiah 53, 3, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Isaiah 53, 7, He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. Yes, Isaac was pointing down the road to Calvary's cross, to a God who loves A sinful world, you, me, everyone else, so much that a lamb, a mere lamb, would not be enough to appease the anger of God because of sin. God sent His Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten son. All all the heartache for Abraham, the agony, the pain was multiplied 10,000 fold to God when they nailed his son to the cross. He could have stopped it without any problem, but he didn't. And I'm so thankful he didn't. Oh. But go back to Abraham. The son of his old age. I think he said 100 years old when Isaac was born. (laughs) That was a miracle in itself. But how long had God promised him a son? 30 plus years. When is this promise going to take place? It finally takes place. And now, God, you want me to offer him on a sacrifice on an altar somewhere? God, what are you doing to me? But Abraham never said a word. Do we sometimes ask God or complain to God, why is this happening? Why are you uh, asking me to do this? God, is there not another way? But in this case, there was no other way. Abraham never said a word. But can you imagine the feeling that he had in his heart? The Bible doesn't say that he said anything to Sarah. But I imagine she knew. She was heartbroken also. Our only son. Now you're wanting to take him. Oh. But there was another test similar. You remember Lot? Abraham's nephew, I believe. Yes, God tested Lot, or never tested him, but Lot chose what he wanted. He was shallow, he was empty, he was worldly, he was carnal. He had no real concern for the truth or for the work of God. And as you look at Abraham, he stayed out of Sodom, the unrighteous places. But Lot went right in. It's no wonder God didn't call Lot. But he called his righteous man, Abraham. But God did test Abraham and it was examination time and it was stiff. But God prepared his man just like each of you. One of these days you're going to be tried, tested. One of these days something's going to come and you won't be able to explain it. God, why are you doing this? Up until a few years ago, I was pretty healthy. But since then, I've had about six or seven surgeries. God, what, what are you doing? But you know, God has been faithful through every one of them. But God prepared his man. He coached him patiently in the school of faith. Do we have that faith? Do we have that concern for God's will to be done in our life? But as God coached him, the finals are coming. This stage of Abraham's life would be enacted in type and shadow in the great drama of Calvary. Jesus knew why he came to this earth. But yet he prayed there in that garden right before they came to arrest him. Father, if there's another way. But he didn't stop there. Nevertheless, your will be done. Just as Jesus obeyed the Father, Abraham obeyed his Father also. Can you see Abraham knowing what was to take place? Oh, his heart is beating faster and faster. So was God's when Jesus was winding his way up Calvary's mountain. Long before the sun, provision was made for the fall. God said, Abraham, get to Moriah. And oh, how that rang through Abraham's soul, his heart. But even that, it was a mere echo of a greater demand made by God upon himself, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's an old song, haven't heard it in years, but justice and mercy met at Calvary. justice and mercy but we also see a trust for perfection verses 3 through 12 over the years Abraham had learned to trust God and Abraham found out that God was dependable he was there when Abraham needed him and God had made a promise to Abraham for in Isaac shall thy seed be called one son going to be offered on Moriah how could God fulfill that promise to Abraham maybe Abraham knew that God could raise him up from the dead Just maybe Abraham had the faith that God wasn't going to go through with this. But God tested Abraham. Take your son. And offer him as a sacrifice. Could we have done that? Is our faith to that point In our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Well God's not going to ask us to do that. (laughs) Are you sure? Has God asked you to be a witness? For him? Has God asked you to go talk to a lost person? And you refused? Has God asked you to be faithful in church, in the work of the church, and doing whatever needs to be done in the church, and somehow or another you just can't find the time. God is faithful. And when God calls, he never changes his mind. He never says, I made a mistake. God is truthful, he's faithful. And when he calls us, just as he expected Abraham to get up and go to Moriah, he expects us to get up and go to wherever he calls us to go. But we also see the way of the cross. A decision had to be made. And it was a matter of moving on that decision. Abraham did with an aching heart. And he went to the place. You suppose he dreamed about that? Do you suppose he laid awake at night dreaming or thinking, well, why God? Why why go? Why take my son? Someday, God's going to ask you, Just as he asked me to do something we're not comfortable with. But God's got it all planned out. And he's going to help each of you do everything that he asks you to do. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the wisdom. He'll give you the wherewithal to do whatever God asks you to do. But Abraham walked the way of the cross and he trusted to the end. The Bible says they got to the place where they could see Moriah, the mount. And he told his young men to stay there and him and Isaac would go on. But did you notice in the scripture where did Abraham put the wood? On Isaac's back, where was the cross when Jesus went up the mount? On his back. Isaac was carrying his means of sacrifice. And so was the Lord Jesus Christ. That heavy cross bearing down on him. But you know the cross. What in the heavy part? It was your sins and my sins and the sins of the whole world that was making Jesus stumble and fall. But you know, he didn't say no, he didn't quit. Even though they asked Simon to carry that cross, Jesus went with that cross. All the way up Calvary's Mountain, freely laid down on that cross as they drove those spikes into his hands, into his feet, stood that cross up. And when it came down in that hole, you can imagine the pain on his joints when that post hit the bottom of that hole. But you know, he never said a word. Yes, Abraham walked the way of the cross just like Jesus walked the way of the cross. Maybe if he hasn't already, he's going to ask you to walk the way of the cross. He's going to ask you to walk in faith. He's going to ask you not to worry Because he has it figured out already. He knows what he's going to do. He knows what's going to take place. Yes, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ was a far greater sacrifice than the sacrifice of Isaac there on Moriah. But Look at Isaac. Father, you built the altar, you put the wood on, now where's the sacrifice? You dads, what would you tell your son? Would you have the faith to answer like Abraham did? My son God will provide himself a sacrifice. He had already been placed on the altar. He had been bound. And the Bible says that Abraham raised that knife. He was going to fulfill what God had asked him to do. But the angel of the Lord spoke to him and said, Abraham, Abraham, woe. Woe's not in the scripture now. Stop. (laughs) Now I know you love me more than you do Isaac. Church, do you love God more than anything else? including your family. Are you willing to be obedient as Abraham was? Are you willing to give all so that the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ can be fulfilled, not only in your life, my life, but this church's life? Are you willing to go that extra mile are you willing to do that extra thing that the leadership of the church asks you to do? Are you willing to give that tithe that so many people want to hang on to in their pocket? Are you willing to pray? Are you willing to say, God, here am I, send me. Isaiah said that and God used Isaiah because he was willing to go. Abraham Fulfilled everything that God wanted him to do. Can we not feel what Abraham felt? Can we not understand how much he shrank from the deed ahead? How hard it was to walk up that hill. How he sobbed in his heart and soul. Can we not feel what the Father felt in dark Gethsemane? God stopped Abraham. But he did not stop his own son. Matter of fact, from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock, God turned his back on his own son. And the whole world became dark. The sun refused to shine because God was dealing with your sins and my sins and the sins of the whole world. And it took the blood of his only begotten son to wash those sins away, never to be remembered again. Oh, yes. God watched his son led like a lamb to the slaughter. He watched the whole dark dreadful business on Calvary he took the great knife of his own fierce wrath against sin and wrecked it upon his son the eternal hell that our sins deserved but Jesus took those sins Upon himself. I'm going to close with this. You remember Sarah at home? You think she had the question after seeing what Abraham did will Isaac return? Will I see my boy again? Six agonizing days filled her heart. Finally, as she looked down the road, she saw two young men. She sees a donkey with Abraham leading. But where is Isaac? Her heart drops with pain. Then finally she sees that shiny black hair coming over the ridge, rejoicing forevermore. I don't know when the rapture is going to take place. But don't you know there's going to be rejoicing forevermore when we see our Savior? When we see the one who loved us so much that he offered his son on Calvary's cross for you and for me. Now the question is, Are you ready to meet him? Have you said yes to him? Do you realize that godless love is so great that even each one of us, that love is sufficient to save each one of us and to take us home to be with him whenever that time comes? I'll bet you Abraham shouted all the way down that mountain. I'll bet you he raised his voice in praise and honor to God himself. Now, folks, the challenge for us today, will we do the same thing? Will we raise our voice in praise and honor and joy because of what Jesus Christ did for us on Calvary's cross? Yes, yes. We're going to have to make sacrifices. But God's going to lead us and going to help us every step of the way. But have you made that choice to obey him and to follow him? Father, thank you. Thank you so much for your grace. Thank you for the obedience of Abraham who didn't say a word in rejection are following you. And Father, we pray for all of us today that when you call, there will be no words of rejection. But we'll say, yes, Lord, here am I. Send me. But if there's one here that's lost, I'd love to tell you about the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and how you can know in your heart that you belong to him. Father, work, your mighty work here today, in Jesus' name, amen.